Hello and welcome to Glorious Living. I'm Kathy Duplantis. You know, I always love it when we can have an opportunity to come together and share what God has been doing in our lives. In fact, I have Chrissy here with me today. Love being with you, Miss Kathy. Yeah, it's and I love it great. when you share stories. You, you're the yes. one who goes through this. You organize this. You know, you're about ready to... Have your baby. I am about to have my yeah. little baby. So you're going to take a little break, but yes. you have this one, I think, one more program, and then you're going to take a little I will, but you know I'll be time. watching. I will oh, be oh, watching. I Me and Sophia will be praying with you guys and agreeing with you. And mm -hmm. I do love reading these comments. Oh, yeah, they're it's, wonderful. It's an awesome. And I have one from Elizabeth from Instagram, and it's from the international meetings that oh, just recently took place. It mm -hmm. says, hello, my family and I are partners with JDM. We're from Bulgaria, and we were at your international meeting. It's a great community commitment of yours to come in Europe and share with us a life-changing message. We will never be the same from that night on. I love it. I love it too. I remember meeting that family that was so precious. Oh, you know, really? I think we took a picture with them too. They were, they're so precious. You yes. know, people all over the world are, are just come so close. You know, the world's a close place, yeah. especially with the airplane that the Lord's given us that we were able to go and then we're going to continue to go. We're going to South Africa pretty yes. soon as well. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, I just love connecting with the people, love connecting with our partners all over the world. And we have people that watch regularly all the, time. all the time. We have our regulars and we just thank you for watching. If this is your first time watching, let us know. Comment below. We want to agree with you about your miracle coming to pass. You know, this show is all about glorious living yes. and that's what we're doing. We're living the glorious life at JDM, right? All the time. <laughs> that's the right. Time. And all this month, in the month of June, we've been celebrating fathers and yes. that's why I'm so excited to welcome back Ron Fortune to Studio C. Ron is our outreach pastor here at Covenant Church and he and his wife Pia have been a part of Covenant Church's family since it all began back in 1997. And Ron and P have been married for 42 years and they have one son and three grandchildren. And Ron is here today with us to discuss the journey as a father that he has had and how his faith has guided him each step of the way. Thank you, Ron, for coming back. Thank you for Pastor having me. Ron, it's good to <laughs> see you, you again. Yes, you know, you're, you're such a wonderful father, especially a grandfather. I see how you interact with those granddaughters. Nah, I love them. And, and, but you're a father to a lot of people mm -hmm. as well in the church because you're a leader here in the church. But fatherhood is so special to us here yes. at Covenant yes. Church, but as well as the ministry. That's why I'm glad that you're here to, to represent the fathers. Amen. In Amen. Yes. <laughs> And chat about that. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, you know, I know that you're, how old is your son again? He's 42. 42. 42. And oh, those I grandchildren? You were 42. <laughs> I know. 42. I know Ron's very young. Right. Right. <laughs> I think it's because of Pia. Pia's been on our program, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying that. Yeah, because she's probably <laughs> says it's because of her, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but y'all are a great team. Y'all have been on the program before, and she's been on as well by herself. Yes, yeah, she? she's been great. But, you know, you have a wonderful family, and so grandson. I mean, a son is 42, grandchildren, three of girls, and mm -hmm. y'all. Actually, they built a home and built bedrooms for those grandkids. Right, yeah. and they, and my they... son say, where is his? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you have your own house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to kick him out the nest, huh? Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah he never <laughs> leaves. He stay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was a moment in your life when, when fatherhood really became real to you uh, in your life? I mean, what... Well, you know, I, mean, I was I was drinking. I was in the world, wasn't saved. You weren't born again. You know, and so Pia got pregnant, mm -hmm. and so you know we was you know we still was doing our thing. You, you know, were in and the I, military I watched at that it. Time? Yeah, I was in the military at the time. <clears throat> we was in Germany, mm -hmm. and actually we we had met. We was we was already dating for probably about five months, mm -hmm. and then she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, but anyway, she got pregnant, and so we watched. You know, I watched her belly get big. You know, took care of her. You know. 
And I was always thinking, you know, something, something is about to happen. Yeah. You know, even though I was drinking, I was pretty much an alcoholic, but something was changing inside of me. And so, you know, the day, the, actually the day that she had my son, just something just went off. I have to provide for this kid, mm-hmm. you know, and I became a father that day. Mm-hmm. And when I became a father, I was like, I got to do what I need to do to take care of him. Yeah. And so I put my whole heart into providing for him and my wife, and I did whatever I needed to do to take care of him. Yeah. You know, and so just when I when I saw him, it's like, oh, look, mini me. You know, it's <laughs> That's like, so sweet. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love and, it too. You know, it seems to be. I've talked to several men that that have had, including my husband Jesse. It's like you know, women have that biological clock. Oh that, yes. That they're pushing mm-hmm. them to have it. It's just like men when the moment they set eyes on that baby, right. it's oh, something I happens it. inside. It's like a shift. I know you're looking forward to. Oh, Louise. I can't wait. I know once Louise holds <laughs> wait her. Wait till you see Louis' face. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be, she's going to be wrapped around mm-hmm. his finger, or he's going to be wrapped around her finger. That's what that, I like. That's, it. The that's truth. it. That's the truth. Yeah. But it's something happens inside, and right. it's something that, it's a God thing. Right. I believe, you know, because we weren't, Justin and I weren't born again either when Jody was born, and I remember that he said, you know, she, we really need to dedicate her to the Lord. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I grew up Catholic. Wow, we yeah. knew about baptism, but I wasn't what, what you call a good Catholic, so I wasn't her to right. baptize her. Right. I, re- I had really uh, was indifferent, like a lot of people were. But uh, I remember when he said he wanted to dedicate her. That's something that his parents had told him about. He had seen that mo- uh, modeled in his life, mm-hmm. even though he didn't want anything to do with God. That he that was a God thing. God yes. was pulling. It. So he his dad came up. He called him. He came in in our little apartment. His dad dedicated Jody to the Lord, wow. and that was a, like a turning point in our life as well. So. I really can relate to what you're saying, although I'm not a man. I yes. just have seen it, <laughs> yes. and I saw such a change mm-hmm. in him. I'm telling you what, he needed that change. Yeah. And <laughs> that I did, too. Yeah. You know, I did, too. I mean, because when he was born, it's like it changed my whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that you thought you was enjoying mm-hmm. became on, on the last part of your list. You know, mm-hmm. you know wow. your son became, he became number one. Yeah. And so I just put my whole heart into providing for him. So the whole time, I mean, one, two, three years old, I mean, I just... I spent time with him. I did what I need to do to 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 make him happy, you know, because yeah. it's like, well, look at he's smiling, he's happy, yes. you know. But something inside happens when when a child is born, yeah. you know. It's and, and a lot of a lot of men they look at it and say, well, you know, I can't take this responsibility, mm. but that's the whole problem, you know. So because what we have as men, God gives us to take care of that child. Yes. Yeah. And because we are provided a place, because, you know, God to say, you know, he says, you know, you, you uh, be fruitful, multiply. And so he didn't just say be fruitful and multiply just because. Mm. So when he said be fruitful and multiply, something happens mm-hmm. when that child is born. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I think that day when, it ha- when my son was born, something happened. Mm-hmm. Something changed my heart. You know, and at first, you know, I, I always thought I never could take care of a child. You know, but that day it was like, oh, wow. I can in. do this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. I love when we talk about the anointing, that God gives men a special mm-hmm. anointing to be a father, right. to look to him as our heavenly father and have that guidance. And then when we, when we were talking a while back, you told me about a, a specific moment where God actually used your son mm-hmm. to get you on the path right. to, to him in righteousness. Can mm-hmm. you share a little bit about that? Yeah. It's powerful. So, so we, you know, we, was, we was in Missouri, so we just left Germany. And so we was leaving, when we was left, leaving Missouri, you know, we decided to buy a Bible, you know. So we decided to buy a Bible, and she was reading while I was driving, and I was reading while she was driving. And this was all the way from Missouri to Louisiana. And so we began to, you know, hear things about the Lord, but never really, you know, committed ourselves to the Lord. 
And so one day, you know, we decided to go to, my wife kept bothering me about going to church. So finally we went to church, you know, and I still, you know, spending time with my son, watching him grow up, you know, and so we went to church. Mm -hmm. And so the first time we went, I was like, eh, it was all right, you know. So I went back and started still drinking and still smoking. But I've always, you know, always loved my son that from day one, my wife, I've, I've never taken my eyes off of them. And so I've always watched him, you know, watching what he was doing, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, we went to church the second time. And so the pastor stood up in the middle of the floor. He said, there's a man here that God is calling, that God wants to do an awesome and mighty work in his life. And for me, I was like, well, you can't be talking about me. You must be talking about. And so about 10 other guys went down. So I was like, yeah, what's it mean? You know? <laughs> yeah. And so he got up and he stood in the middle of the floor. And me and my wife were sitting at the balcony at the time. And he said, that man is sitting up there on the balcony. He said, God wants to do a mighty work in your life. Wow. And when he said that, I felt a presence like I never felt before. And my body began to shake. And I started crying. I ain't crying. I didn't even cry. My, my parents died, you know. So, mm -hmm. And I started crying. And I mean, it just, you know, wow. Pia grabbed me. She saw me. She grabbed my hand. And so we walked down. As soon as we walked down to the altar, he came straight over, laid his hand on me. Mm -hmm. And after a week, you know, so I got saved, gave my life to the Lord. And God just delivered me from everything, smoking, drinking. Mm -hmm. But Instant, it was something about, instantly. yeah, mm -hmm. and it was something about, you know, so when you go back into that environment. Yes. So I went back into that environment smoking because I lived with my mom at the time. So they all were smoking. So I just, I had this urge to smoke. And so anyway, so I, you know, I told people, I was like, I'm not going to smoke. And so I went to pick up one night and, you know, I just, just kept that, it's cigarette just kept out of me. It's like, oh, I got to get a that cigarette. addiction, yeah. So I wind up stopping. I got a pack of cigarettes. You know, it's like, oh, man, what have I done? And so I told her, I said, you know, I, I smoked a cigarette, you know. And I said, it felt, it felt real bad, you know. And so we began to drive off. And my son, we don't remember what he said, but he must have, he must have spoke for at least a minute. Mm -hmm. But the last words we heard, he says, Dad, those cigarettes going to kill you. Mm. And how, so I took How old the, was he at that he time? He was only about three years old. Wow. And he, began to, he was sitting in the back of the car. And I mean, he began to speak words. It was like, me and my wife was just like, oh. Me and Pierre looked at each other. And then the last thing we heard him say was, Daddy, those cigarettes going to kill you. And when he said that, I took the cigarettes, threw them out the window, never had an urge to smoke. Yeah, you know, God and used so, him. Yeah. and that would, would whatever he said, I, I, we can't. I'm telling you, we can't remember to this day, you know. But we know whatever what it made an impact, you know, on on my life. Mm -hmm. And so then after that, you know, begin to live for the Lord, and and so one of the things that came to me when I started reading the Word, Proverbs 22, you know, six, where it talks about train your child up in the way he should go. Mm -hmm. And I've always looked at that scripture as this, train your child as a, a spiritual, you know, it's you know, train them in, in a godly way. But it means more than that. Mm -hmm. It means to train your child. Every gift, every talent that God has placed in that child's life, Amen. you know, we need to look at that. We need to train that child in the way that he should go. Not the way we want him to go, yeah, yeah, but the way he should go. That's good. And so we begin to train. I begin to, I begin to watch my son very closely to see what, what kind of talents and gifts he had. You know, he was always kind of like, you know, demanding to do what he wanted to do. And it, that was it, you know. So one day, yeah, we had this little, this little vase on the table. It was crystal mm -hmm. and had some glasses around it, you know. And so he'd come around the table and he started trying to knock it down. I say, don't you touch that, you know. <laughs> and so I was watching his, his eyes. So he's a thinker, you know. And I realized, I mean, he thinks. And when he thinks, he's always trying to find a way to do something different. You know, even though you tell him no, he'll try to find a way to do it differently. Mm -hmm. You know, but in a way that, you know, pleases him, you know what I'm saying? And so even to this day, you know, he's a thinker, you know, he tried to find ways to, to, to make things better. Mm -hmm. And so he was sitting at the table and I told him, I said, don't touch it. 
So he goes and hides behind a curtain, you know. So, <laughs> and so I walks out the room and I come back. He's, he's reaching. I say, don't touch it, you know. And he's looking at me. So he runs by. And as soon as I walk out, <laughs> oh, no, there you I go. I mean, all the glass <laughs> on the floor. I was like, oh. And that was his first spanking, you know. Yeah. But, you know so he's but, a thinker. Wants to think. Yeah. Yeah. What would that look like? Yeah, yeah. What would that look like? Everything was in pieces. Uh -huh. And wouldn't that be fun? They have a little different angle on things. They're pushing so, the envelope a little yeah. bit. But I so, just I love that story about when you said that God used him to really set you back on, yeah. on track. Because I believe there's so many people out there we don't they don't really listen to their children. Right. Even at three years old, the wisdom. I know my nephew. He just turned four, and some of the things he says, I'm just in awe with. Mm -hmm. He he said the other day, he's like, you know, God created me. It just out of nowhere, yeah. out of the blue, and I'm like, Gino, that's right. God did create he did. He you. Did. So you yeah. can. We were talking about that as well. They hear everything we're saying, right. and how important that our words are validating mm. towards our children. Right. You know, that's just so important because they will be sponges and they'll soak it up. Right. And the statistics say that at two years old, a child soak up everything. You know. Oh, yeah. And so at two years old, I mean, we don't realize it, you know, and then we, we hear our child say something like, well, where did they get that from? <laughs> well, where do you think they got it Probably from? Probably you, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, if it's a good thing, we'll yeah. say it's from the daddy or if, if it's <laughs> yeah. the other, other one, they'll point fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just love the whole concept of fatherhood and, and, and realize that our nation is really at a, mm -hmm. a difficult crossroads right. right now. You keep hearing how a lot of the problems we have in the world are because of the homes are fatherless right. and the influence of the male in the house is so important and a lot of families just don't have that for right. one reason or another. Mm -hmm. So it, it's so important that godly men stand up and, and be the example that right. they need to be because yes. the children are watching as you, yeah. you know, as you were saying. They're mm -hmm. watching everything that we do and we can lead by example. Of course, we model our Heavenly Father and of course all this month we're yeah. in our glorious Amen. living. We've been that's talking right. about fatherhood but that's why it was important for me to have you here back on the program because you're, I think, the fatherhood that you describe, you display because you put God first in Amen. everything right. that you do. You're, of course, you once you got born again, you know, you had a little life challenge, it sounds like there. Yeah. But when, once you got on the right path, God really was, you gave God 100% of your life and right. your children have seen that, your grandchildren as right. well. Right. And that, yes. that's admirable. I just think more fathers need to realize that God can help them yes. to, to be the father that he's called them to be. You know, it's easy to get overwhelmed thinking, oh, how can I do this? Like you said, I... You, everything changed when you saw that little baby. Yeah, it did. Or it even did. before the baby came, it was like a wake-up call, a shift. But uh, we don't need to be afraid of this. God, God has, pre has prepared mm -hmm. men for this role that He places right. them yes. in. And there's a, there's a, there's a godly uh, anointing, like you were talking about yes. earlier, to do what God's called you to do, to shape that next generation. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I love what God said about Abraham because he was there was about to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. You know mm -hmm. the story in the book of Genesis how. He says, should I reveal to Abraham what I'm about to do? Right. Because the sin that was in that land was so great. And so he says, because I know him, that he will teach his household and his family Amen. the ways of the That's Lord beautiful. so that I can bring my promises to pass, basically. That's a little paraphrase. Mm -hmm. But the, he, he, he was teaching his children. His children were watching him, not just his children, but his whole household. Right. And so he's a great example. We call him the father of the faith he as is. well. Mm -hmm. But as, as, a, as a man in this generation, mm -hmm. I know that you see the importance of, of, of men to step right. into their role, to not shrink back so often. Men step back and let the women do the roles, yes. mm -hmm. lead the household. But the children need to have that male right. godly right. influence in their home to, to really 
uh, be what God has created them to be. You know, right. not everybody has that. Right. And and I think it comes from you know the father that you had. That's right. You know, so my father, I mean, he he was in the military. He was in a war, so but he couldn't work, so because he had surgery, so he had heart surgery, and so he got out on a medical discharge, and so it was twelve of us. You know, I actually found out a few years ago, it was fourteen of us. Oh goodness, you know, he's got so, a story. I mean, you should write a book, Ron. Come on, I can't wait for that book. <laughs> It'd be a juicy one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> so I mean, he, I mean, he tried his best. You know, he wouldn't let my mom work because he felt her job was to stay home with the kids. Yeah. You know, and so we struggled, you know, so he would leave at eight o'clock in the morning and then he'd come back maybe about four thirty, five o'clock and he'll provide, you know, he have a bag of food and try to provide food for us, you know, whatever he can get, you know. And so, you know, we ate sometimes and sometimes we didn't. Wow. You know, sometimes we went to bed with no food mm. and we woke up with no food and sometimes it went on for days, you know, mm. but, you know, he tried his best. And then there was those fun times like, you know, every Thursday night. He get us all together, and we do like a talent show. You know, I had what six brothers, so we yeah. do like the Temptations, and my <laughs> sister had triplet sisters, so they did like the you know the Supremes, Supremes. you know. Triplet so sisters. You know, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started, this Kathy, because yeah. you know I will be singing it. Oh, you little, can whoa. sing it better than me. <laughs> so I mean, we and and I remember things like that, you know. And then my mom had you know sometimes on Sunday she would sit down and, and read the scriptures to us. Mm -hmm. And but one that always remember Psalms twenty three, you know. Yeah. That's that scripture stuck with me all my life. That's a good you one. You know, to even in, in in the military, you know. Mm -hmm. And so my dad, you know, I me mean, he wasn't the father that. I would have liked him to be, you know, spending more time with us, mm -hmm. which he never really did because he always had, you know, problems and with his heart. And you don't know how, you might know, but yeah. I don't know what his father was like, yeah. what his right. raising was. Right. But I think with the, it wasn't, it, it, it did affect you mm -hmm. and maybe in a, in a positive way because you said, I want to be a better father right. to my exactly. child. And mm -hmm. that's how it should be. Each generation be, should grow from that mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. you right. know? Mm -hmm. And my dad did things, I mean, I look at him, mean, he tried his best to provide. You know, and so I took that, you know, in my life, you know, to be a provider mm -hmm. because I knew, I mean, it was a struggle for him. It was hard. You know, a lot of people didn't want him to work because, you know, because he had, you know, heart problems. Right. And so, I mean, he couldn't work. So for me, you know, I realized that as a provider, I needed to do when, when my son was born, all those thoughts came up, you know, mm -hmm. my dad did this, my dad did that, you know. And so I thought, my, I got to do this. I got to take care of my right. son. You know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, later on, I mean, in life, but that's the thing, you, you have to realize that, you know, the way you raise your kid, you know, you set an example for him, you know, and you say this, I mean, it's set an example. Right. A lot of people want to advise their kids to do things, mm. but it's not about advising, you know, you know, don't you be smoking, don't you drink, but then you drink and then you're smoking, mm -hmm. you know, but kids look at it, you know, examples. Right. You know, if you don't want them to do it, then don't be an example, it. set an example. Right. You know, and I think that's the biggest key in being a father. Set an example. Right. And, you know, you know and, and going, bring them to church. Right. Mm -hmm. Showing right. what's important to you. They'll, they'll know what's, what's a value to you right. as a that's father. Right. If, if sports is the only thing that's important, you know, or the mm -hmm. job, that's the only thing that's important. But uh, they're important and their spiritual life is so important. Right. And that's what's needed. Mm -hmm. And I love it. In our church, we have so many wonderful men in the right. church. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of churches that it's upside down with just a lot of women. 
And but you know, and of course, my husband is the founder, and he's a, a force in the yes. room when he comes in, and he often <laughs> drops in, it. and we love it when when he does come in. But there's quite a bit of strong men in yeah, our right. church. I think it's an equal balance, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know which side it's in, but it's a good mix. Yeah. And I just love mm-hmm. seeing them, how they stand up and they take their position and they love God and not That's ashamed right. to show it. Right, right. It's, it's wonderful. beautiful. I love yeah. it too. And, and just listening to you talk about, you know, your father, taking those things that you see in him and emulating that. Mm-hmm. I think it's so great because so many people can can look at the example of their father. Maybe it wasn't so good. Maybe right. they and they take that generational curse and they carry it on. And mm-hmm. I feel like there might be some some men or some women parents watching that they they are harboring all those generational things mm-hmm. that have been you know passed down in the line. Oh, I just can't get rid of this. I can't get rid of that. But you know, God wants to set us free. He wants right. to set right. us straight. And when we read the Word, we read His Word and we meditate on. On it day and night, he will set our steps in order, and those things, those curses, those generational things that we were, were passed down, they're broken in the name right, of Jesus. Right. We don't have to think about them anymore. Right. And everything right. has a choice, mm-hmm. right? You know, you have a choice. You That's know, right. I, mean, I could have chose to look like, to walk like, and act like my dad, but I took some of the things. I didn't right. take everything because not everything was positive. Yes. You know, so what I took, I took, you know, and I emulated, and I and I. And I pre- Provided that to my son, right? You know, and I showed him. I said, "Hey, you know, you know." As he was growing up, I began to talk to him and kind of tell him, you know, say, you know, what do you want to do in life? You know, even at a young age, what do you want to do in life? And I know a lot of kids, you know, they say, "Well, I want to be a doctor," you know, but I've never heard that out of his mouth. You know, I want to be like you, Dad. You know, and when he said that, I was like, "That's beautiful." Wow, you know. And so when he grew up, he did. He did exactly. I worked for a chemical plant. He wound up working for a chemical plant. So I bought a, a Titan truck. He bought a Titan truck, <laughs> and he still has it, you know. <laughs> and so I, I, I look at that, and I say, I mean, he's, he's been the, the, the greatest son. I mean, of course, we all go through things with our kids, you know, and he's done things, you know, and make you go, oh, God. Mm-hmm. You know, but you learn that he has to go his way. Right. And you have to train him. You know? and, and, I, and I've talked to him many times, you have a gift, yeah. And he can sit back and he'll think about things and, and he comes up with all these ideas, you know, how to, how to change a vehicle, I mean, how to create this, how to make things different. He's got all these ideas and, and I was like, wow, why don't you use them, you know, mm-hmm. because that's, that's the way I raise you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when I look at that, and so a lot of fathers, they don't, they don't take the good from their father, they take the bad. Mm-hmm. And they take that through life and they say, well, you know, my father was never, you know, good to me. He was never, I can't say my father was always good to me because we never really spent time together. And so, but I know one thing is that what he did, what I saw, you know, I, it, 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 it made me feel, you know, wow, my dad, he really cared for us. Yeah. And he cared for us in his own way. I mean, he didn't always show love, but he showed respect to his children. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he did what he can to take care of us. That's great. And so when I when I when I look at my son, I mean, there was times when I was like, "Oh, why are you going this way?" And a lot of times we we don't always excuse me. We don't always see our kids go the way we want them to go. Right. But we still have to put our heart into them and still love them. Exactly. You know. But exactly. there's times you know you have to pull back and you have to show tough love. Right. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. We we just want to keep. Provide and provide and, and what we're doing, we're really hurting them. Right. You know, especially as a boy, you know, you wanna you want him to be a provider. 
-hmm. and you have to pull back and, and train him up the way he yes. should go. That's you know, good. even as an older man, I mean, you, he's four, my son is 42 years old. I mean, he's doing great. You know, he's doing good. But during those, you know, those years when he became 16, it's like, I know everything, Dad. You can't tell me nothing. Oh, those years, huh? I've like, heard about them. <laughs> you <know? laughs> those teenage so, yeah. years. <laughs> you know, he got to the point where he thought he knew everything. You can't, couldn't tell him anything, you know? Mm. And I was like, okay, so let's see how far that take you. <laughs> I said, how's that working for you? Yeah. Oh, Dad, it is. It ain't working. <laughs> so you never yeah, stop yeah. being a dad. Yes. Right. It doesn't matter how old your son is. Right. You always think of him as your baby and right. your boy. Mm -hmm. And that's the way our Heavenly Father is. You it's know, he always, he's always our father. Right. I mean, we, we may have children of our own, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, some of people watching of all different ages. Yeah. But God is always our father. Heavenly Father, right. whether he, he doesn't is. have any grandkids, no. he doesn't have any great grandkids. All of us are his, oh, his children. children, and he cares for each of us so deeply. And uh, the way we love our children, I believe, has been born out of the heart of God. Right. It's just a glimpse oh, yes. of how great right. he loves each one of us. Yes. And no matter what we're going through, no matter how difficult the situation, there are some fathers who are estranged from their children. Their children are nowhere around. Right. Thankfully, yours is still in your life. I'm thankful my daughter is in our life every single day. Right and we get to see her. And that's a beautiful thing, but not everybody has that. Right, right. But that's why we can entrust them into the hand of God yes. and put and still pray even from a distance and trust God to lead and guide right. them. And I know what you were saying about how people have had it hard. And Jesse often, I was thinking how Jesse often says, even if you you may have experienced what people may call a generational, generational curse, you can make a generational choice yes. right. and change right. your situation. You can choose the word. You can choose Jesus because he right. chose you. Ooh. I love right. that. Right. Like and it. when you choose him, he makes it makes all the difference right. in the world. Mm -hmm. Amen. Isn't That's that right. the truth? That's right. That's I right. I mean, people so are watching today that are that are at a crossroads, I believe. I believe this is a strategic program for people to think, you know, I haven't really done a good job as a father. Maybe I've messed up. I haven't done it all right. But we can in, still entrust that life to the to, right. to the Lord. And in an instant, he can turn that yes, whole situation right. around. Right. And yes. I've seen it so many times, and he restores relationship. God is the restorer. Right. And so I think as fathers and mothers, you know, young mama. <laughs> here I am. Mama Chrissy here. We can, we can rely upon God to help us in no matter what situation we're That's in. Right. Because he is the glory, the word says, and the yes, lifter of our head. Right. He's oh, never going to put you down and say, oh, you messed it up there. You're never going to make it. Right. He's always going to do like we, like you did, mm -hmm. do with your children, like your child and grandchildren. You, If they trip up, you pick them up That's and right. you help them get, right. go back in the Beautiful. right direction. I love Such so a wonderful much. father. Amen. Thank Amen. you for sharing Amen. today, Ron. You're I appreciate that. You're you know, we're getting ready for our visionary conference. It's yes. going to be coming up very, very soon. The dates are... July the 13th and the 14th, that's Thursday at 7 p.m. and Friday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. And remember, registration and admission are free. Everything's free here at Jesuit Planets Ministries. We do yes. receive an offering, but we never charge anyone to come to any event that we're at. It's amazing. But if you want to register, you can do that just to let us know where you're coming from. It does help us with the planning. So go to jdm.org for more information and to register if you'd like to do that. And also, thank you, partners, for helping us to do this program. Everything that we do is because our partners help us to reach people and change lives one soul at a time. And we so appreciate that. 
If you're not a partner, you can be by just going to jdm.org, use PayPal, text to give, or you can mail in your donation. All that information is on the screen to make it easy for you. And just know that we will pray for you. We pray for our partners every single day. And we, we thank God that together we're reaching people and changing lives one, one soul, soul at a time. time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Before Amen. we go, let's pray for our, par our fathers that are watching. Yes, Ron, why don't you God. lead us in a prayer yes. as, as a father to the fathers yes, out there Jesus. this week? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, right now, Lord God, we lift up all the fathers, yes. Lord God, those that are fathers and those that are becoming a yes. father. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that you begin to speak yes. to them at this very moment. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord yes. God, that they will take the responsibility to raise that child in the ways that he should go, Lord. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that right now, let them realize that they have an anointing to right touch now. and change yes. these children's lives, Amen. Lord. And Father, it doesn't matter what happened to with their father, what is good or bad, they need to take the responsibility to make the choice yes. to raise their kids yes. in the ways of the Lord and the way he should go. Yes. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, all over, Lord God, begin to touch these fathers, Hallelujah. begin to speak to them, Lord God. Show Hallelujah. them the way that they need to go. And so, Father, we just thank you. And your word declares that two agree concerning anything yes. that it shall be done. So, Father, we agree together that all the fathers, Lord, will take the responsibility yes. to do what they've called to do. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Ooh, thank Amen. You, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. I loved Amen. it so much. Amen. Powerful. I love it. I believe there's been a supernatural deposit Amen. in people as we prayed that prayer, as yes. you led us in that. I believe that it's touching people all over the world. Amen. Amen. So I love good it. Good stuff. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ron. You're, welcome. You're a great yeah. daddy. I enjoy being here. <laughs> yes, you are. Amen. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. thank you so much for watching today and be a part of this program. I hope you'll watch next week for another glorious living right here in Studio C. Bye bye. So God has given all you people visions and dreams and they'll come to pass. You gotta walk by faith and not by sight. Don't miss Jesse Duplantis' 2023 Visionary Conference, July 13th and 14th. You gotta believe the unbelievable. You gotta receive the impossible because it's doable. Jesse Duplantis' 2023 Visionary Conference, July 13th and 14th at JDM International Headquarters. Registration and admission are free.